Tuesday, happy Tuesday to you and you and you and you and you. Welcome to the Melanated Way. I'm Linda Entwi. If I'm looking a little crazy, guys, it's because I'm still under the weather. I don't know what's happening with me, but apparently I have a summer cold and it's getting the best of me. Hey, Raydella. Hey, Better Days. Uh, but there are too many shows that I have to cover. So we're going to jump right into it. And uh, yeah, so just if I'm looking kind of crazy, it's all good, you guys. Still have my mind. Can't take my mind away. <laughs> We're covering the Family Chantel season four, episode eleven. Like a lawyer, we're out in the Dominican Republic. Thank you, Sly Cat. Say can a little. Thank you, Sly Cat. Hey, C Cruz. Um, we're in the Dominican Republic, you guys, and Lydia is meeting with Chantel and Pedro to be the family mediator because all she cares about is her son's situation. It's important to her that her son is not, you know, stuck out in America by himself with no support. And she wants to make sure sinuses are making a lot of people feel under the weather. It's the humidity. Is that what it is? Because listen, I, t I was like, you guys, okay, so let me just say this. I have taken so many COVID tests in the last few days because I have not gotten COVID this whole pandemic. But then what I forgot about was that the common cold still exists. And like Raydella said, there's, you know, sinus stuff and all this stuff. I just totally forgot because I'm so busy with like COVID and friggin' monkeypox and, and um, what is the thing that showed up in New York recently? Um, polio. I was like, nah. And then I just forgot you guys that, you know, common cold still exists. <laughs> Crazy times, y'all. Crazy times. Uh, that being said, because I'm talking about myself right now, uh, don't forget to support the show, you guys. Bottom of your screen, you can see where you can support the show uh, via PayPal or Venmo. And there's super chat, super stickers, and super thanks available. And that all makes the show uh, possible, you guys, as well as um, I'm trying to get some editing software and just step it up a little bit. So consider supporting the show. That being said, back to Mama Lydia being the mediator. And, you know, off the jump, she thinks that she can be impartial, which I was really doubting, right? Because of how mean she's always ever been to Chantel, right? They don't have a relationship. And, and the little relationship they have has always been filled with animosity. So... I was like, there's no way. But then she reminded us that she's a lawyer. And as a lawyer, she's always worked to help uh, opposing parties reconcile, which, again, we haven't seen her work since season one. So, I mean, you don't lose your lawyer skills. But I'm just saying, like, I was having a hard time believing that she was going to be able to be impartial. Um, so they're going to hook up with Lydia and see what Lydia has to say. And then Chantel is feeling like open-minded because, you know, she had a good first chat with Mama Lydia. So she's willing to do whatever it is for Pedro so that she can save her marriage because she doesn't want to lose her marriage. She doesn't want to divorce. She doesn't want to separate. She wants to be with her man. 
Um, so they get there and Chantel, y'all, she was looking fire. She had this white outfit on, just killing it, y'all. Kill hair done, nails done, everything done, done. She looked fire, y'all. And I was looking at Pedro and I'm looking at her and I'm looking at Pedro and I'm looking at her. I'm like, you know what? For all of the like bleh, the way he's been treating her lately, like, have you looked at your woman? She's a beautiful and she's trying to make this work and you're just being a dickhead. Like how is that possible? Like, you literally checked out of this relationship, clearly. Hey, Vanessa. So <clears throat> they get there. They sit down and Mama Lydia is ready to go. And she's like, you know what? Chantel, you go first because you're the woman. And she's like, you know, Pedro's annoyed with me because I was upset about the keychain thing. Remember Antonella, Antoinette? Antoinette? name was on her key was on his keychain um and so she was annoyed by that and he got annoyed that she was annoyed and then she said you know he gets mad at me because i get upset that he comes home at 3 a.m all the time and he doesn't like to be questioned when he's she's like you know where were you like what time are you going to be home and he's like you know you don't need to know that i'll do what i want now you're in a marriage. This is not your girlfriend. This is not the side chick. This is your wife. So she has a right to know what time to expect you home. Maybe she's making dinner for you. Maybe that they're going to have like a date night or, or whatever the case may be. She has a right to know that's your partner for life or should be your partner for life. And here you are saying that you'll do what you want and you're not going to tell her. Meanwhile, you're rolling in at 3 a.m. Every day, like, come on now. What kind of marriage is that, Pedro? And, and you've been married long enough to know better. You know what I mean? And then she goes on to say how, you know, she's upset that he goes and gets his nails done with all the girls in the office. They make dinner together. They go to movies together. They go to the mall together. Um, <clears throat> and he drives Antonella to and from work. And so the mom was like, well, why do you do that? Like, you can let her just take a taxi. And Pedro tries to say, well, it doesn't matter. I have a good relationship with her husband and they have a kid. And my question is, well, then why doesn't the husband take her to work? Why doesn't the husband take her to and fro? No, seriously. If that's your husband and your car is in the shop for however long or you don't have a car, why doesn't your husband take you? Why is your husband allowing someone else's husband to pick his wife up to and from work? Like, there's Uber, there's there's uh, Lyft, there's all the ride shares out there. Plus, you have a husband. So I'm not. I'm trying to figure out why Pedro is the one that's stepping up to pick you up and make sure you get to work on time and make sure you get home on time. Like, what's that about? Just ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. So <clears throat> Chantel's upset about all of those things. And he says, Pedro says that, you know, he tries with Chantel, but Chantel doesn't like to do what he likes to do. And she's like, yeah, I do. You go for drinks with your coworkers till 3 a.m. I like to drink. You go to the movies with your coworkers. I like movies. You go to the mall with your coworkers. I like to shop. So what are you talking about? He's like, no. 
I like to do Muay Thai and play video games. And I tried to make you play some video games and teach you. And you said you didn't like it. Well, Pedro, again, if I recall, you weren't doing shit, but working at a warehouse and playing video games like 10 hours a day. And then Chantel's the one, your wife is the one that's like, hey, do you have goals and aspirations? Like you got to do something with your life. And then you found real estate. And if it wasn't for Chantel, you would still be playing video games. So I'm, I'm, I'm confused. She's helping to make both of your lives better because she's encouraging you to follow your dream. So what are you exactly mad about? Because she doesn't want to play video games with you. But then you say you're so busy. You shouldn't have all the time to play video games then. Make that make sense. <clears throat> and then he says, you know, she likes to go to restaurants, buy things all the time and go to the club. And the producer literally said, well, have you tried doing some of the things that she likes? Like instead of, oh, it's all about you, Pedro, and what you like to do. Have you tried to compromise and do some things that she likes? Because we've seen it on social media, you guys. She will go to the gym with them. So maybe it's not the Muay Thai thing, but they'll go to the gym together. And, you know, going to a restaurant you go to the, the bar, so why not go to a restaurant? It's very similar. And then you go to the mall, so you're saying she likes to buy things. Well, she can buy things at the mall. So what is it that she doesn't have in common with you that you say that those are things that you don't like to do, but you like to do them with your co your female coworkers? Makes no sense. And so he's also mad that Chantel takes all these vacations. He's like, yeah, she goes on vacation 10 times a year. And she's like, well, wait, I always ask you to come with me. And you always say no, because you don't want to spend the money. And I'm like, well, okay. I mean, that's fair. He wants to save money, all the things. I get that. But at the same time, where's the compromise in this marriage? Right? Where's the compromise? Where is it that hey, maybe I don't go 10 times a year, maybe I go five times a year and you come with me and we do smaller little vacays that we can enjoy together, right? Because I think what Pedro's forgetting is that Chantel worked a ton of jobs before she became a BSN. And again, I think what he's forgetting is that as a nurse being in the front lines for the past few years in this pandemic, she's reached her goals. So he continues to say that she has no goals and he's trying to have goals and he's trying to do all this with his life. She's reached her goals. She's, she's become the nurse that she worked so many years to become. And if we haven't forgotten, there was one semester where she had to do it over because she didn't pass. So she's gotten there. And so he's mad that she works three days a week, but nurses working three days a week, 12 plus hour shifts, that's not an easy task. You ask anyone around you who's a nurse, it's a very hard job. <clears throat> and I was like, so I don't understand. Like, you keep saying she doesn't have goals and aspirations, but she's a BSN. You all just bought a house. She wants to have a family. Those are all goals. So what part am I missing that you're saying that she doesn't have any goals? And you've been, again, in your job for five minutes and you're a real estate agent and you know what, that's a hard job too. And that's admirable job as well. But like you've been in it for five minutes and you took a 72 hour course when she was in school for five plus years. 
I'm just saying, Pedro, like put it all in perspective. <clears throat> so Lydia says, you know, what are you guys doing in common? And they can't think of anything. But Chantel remembers like back in the day when they didn't have any money, they would go running together. They would go to movies together. They would go to the pet store together. And, you know, they used to have a friendship and they don't even have that now. And so Lydia's like, you know, this relationship, a marriage is about two people and the two people together. It's not what you want singly. It's not what you want singly. It's what you guys need to do together, which was solid, which solid advice. Lydia goes on to say to Chantal, you know, Pedro told her that you don't support him. You don't cooperate with him with cleaning. You don't make the bed, all the things. And I've already talked about this with you guys. Go ahead and get a cleaning service. You guys are both working, you know, proper careers. You can have someone come in once a week, once a month, whatever it is that you want to afford. And that won't be an issue. So then no one is upset about anything because Chantel feels like the house is clean enough. But obviously, Pedro has a specific standard that he wants. So go ahead and get a cleaning service. I don't, like, that can be a moot argument. But it's not a moot argument if Pedro's, like, checked out and is already halfway out the door. Because then you're going to make it a big deal. Chantal feels like anything she does um, is not good enough for him. And she gives the egg example. And if you guys all remember that episode, so she made him scrambled eggs and he's like, I don't like my eggs like that. I like boiled eggs. But last season, we just saw you eating a bunch of scrambled eggs. And I get that you are on a fitness tip now and now you want, you know, everything healthy. I get that. But communicate that with your wife. Like, Hey, you know what? I'm totally into my Muay Thai stuff now and working out. I used to love scrambled eggs, but now I'm eating them hard boiled. You know, I'll have this this time, but like moving forward, if you're going to make breakfast, then, you know, would you mind making my eggs boiled? Because Chantel then made new eggs and she boiled them for him. But nothing is good enough. Nothing at all. So <clears throat> Lydia is standing up for her, for her husband. <laughs> That's a Freudian slip. Lydia is standing up for her son and saying, you know, he's working, he wants to move forward in his life, he wants to be financially stable, and for this, he needs to work hard now, and I absolutely get that. Work hard, but also make time for your marriage, unless you don't want to be married, right? Because that's what you do, you build together. You start from the bottom, and now you're at the top together, you build together. You sacrifice for this person, and they sacrifice for you, you compromise, they compromise, and all the goals that you want for your life as a couple and as a married couple at that, you reach them together and it makes it that more sweet. But, but the sounds of it, he wants to just do whatever he wants to do and he wants to do it by himself. And so <clears throat> Chantel's like, you know, all I want is my husband. I want my husband back. I want my husband back. I want my, my friend back. And he goes into this friggin' tirade about how, she wants someone by her side all day and I can't always be by your side and you can't be independent and I don't have time for this. I have my own things to do and my own goals. Oh, wow. That said, to me, that said a lot. 
my own things. I have this, me, 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 me. So Pedro, you don't care about your wife. You don't care about your partnership. You care about what you want to do and when you want to do it. And that's it. You got a little bit of independence. You got your green card. You took a 72 hour course and all of a sudden now you're a real estate agent. You made a few new friends and now you think you're the shit and you can, you're kicking your wife to the curb and you don't have time for her and you have your own goals and your own things to do. Well, what about your marriage? Is your marriage not something that you need to do and take care of? Because that doesn't even make any sense to me unless you don't want to be married anymore. <clears throat> so he reiterates what he said to Chantel earlier that he wants time apart. He wants a separation. Um, and he's like, you know, you blame me for everything. You say I'm the problem. Well, I want a separation. And now more than ever, he wants a separation. And Chantel's like, well, you know, I don't think, I don't want to separate with you. I think that if we separate, you know, things are going to be worse. The problems that we have are going to get worse because we don't already spend time um, together. Spider, wa Spiderweb Walker, I haven't drunk any Chantel Kool-Aid. I'm speaking my own personal opinion. And I, my personal opinion is Pedro is in the wrong in the situation. He doesn't want to go to get therapy or counseling to work on his marriage. He treats Chantel like shit this season. He is saying, no, 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 I want I want a separation without working on his marriage, period. So yeah, I'm team Chantel right now because to me, a marriage is two people working it out in the good times and the bad times and he's not trying to do anything. Um. <clears throat> So he reiterates that he wants to separate and he's like, you know, I always have to stick with her. And it sounds to me like you don't want to be married. That's what it sounds like. Cause marriage is a commitment. And Lydia said, it's for both of you, not you or her alone for both of you. And I 100% agree with that. Marriage is a commitment for both of you. And from what I'm hearing from Pedro's own mouth, he doesn't want that commitment anymore. He wants to do his own thing in his own time. He wants time apart to separate and focus on him and what he wants to do. That's not a marriage. Period. So <clears throat> um, Lydia's like, you know what? I've listened to both of you. It sounds to me like both of you are not willing to make any sacrifices. None of you are sorry for both of the roles that you've played in this marriage thus far. I don't hear an apology to, for either of you. So I'm done. And she's like, if you guys want to destroy your marriage, then you are both equally responsible. And she's like, don't look to anyone else to blame because you two aren't trying to figure it out. You are not trying to figure it out. And I'm done since you, I can't mediate something that you guys are not trying to work at equally which I was like, I cannot believe Mama Lydia, Mama Lydia that we know made so much sense. I can't believe that Mama Lydia was able to be impartial. I can't believe that she was able to walk up and say, hey, listen, y'all, y'all are destroying your marriage and you're not, you're not trying to listen to each other. So my work here is done. I was shocked, you guys. Mama Lydia was the voice of reason. Mama Lydia. Wow. I was like, am I watching the, am I, is, are you, <laughs> we 
you? Are you the same woman that said your daughter wasn't even worth half a penny? Right, sly cat, right? Shocking. I was like, who, who are you? Go ahead and wear this lawyer hat, mediator hat all the time because this woman, I can understand. The other woman that shows up every other time, who, like, who's she? So <clears throat> she leaves. Chantel's like, hey, are you, are you moving out? And he's, Pedro's like, yeah, I need to move out. And he feels like he put his dreams away for her and she can't do anything by herself and says she has no goals. And again, I'm going to say, what? What do you mean she has no goals? She's attained her goals. You haven't attained your goals yet, right? You, you took the first step and you became a real estate agent and, and perhaps you want to um, sell a bunch of houses and become financially stable and secure and you haven't reached that yet. But don't sit there and say that your wife hasn't reached her goals because she went to school for a long time to become a BSN. So, I mean, what are you talking about? And then Chantel talks about how not only was becoming a nurse, a registered nurse, her goal, her, her goal was to be married, to have kids, have a husband and a family. That was her number one goal. And so far, she's reached the nursing goal. She has the husband. She has the house. She just doesn't have the kids. So for him to continue to say that she has no goals, I just doesn't make sense to me. It just doesn't. You can say you're not where you want to be yet. Right, Lisa. Right? He just started the race and he thinks he, he's won. Facts. Lisa, facts. Facts. Meanwhile, he thinks he's won and he also wants to uh, belittle the accomplishments that Chantal has made. Just stop it. So... <clears throat> We move on to Alejandro, and Alejandro is also in the Dominican Republic. And I'm still waiting for the moment that all of these people connect. And because Chantel and Pedro are leaving, I'm surprised that we're not going to have like that blowout because I thought for sure we would. Um, but he's there to support the love of his life because Nicole has been, you know, ever since the miscarriage, she's been suffering from anxiety and depression. Um, and you know, she's been trying to protect herself from being hurt because of some of the things that her mom has said to her, right? And I just really think it's sad. You can see more and more each episode how Nicole looks up to Lydia. And Lydia, I always, always said this to you guys, Lydia and Nicole have like a dysfunctional relationship. Lydia lives vicariously through uh, Nicole. And Nicole always wants to live up to the expectations of her mom so that she can make her mom proud, but her mom is never proud of the decisions she makes. And so when her mom says, you know, you're not worth half a penny and, you know, you are dating this fool and all the things and, and tearing her down internally and emotionally, she carries that with her. And it's so sad to, to see because all Nicole wants is the love and attention of her mom. And she plays mean girl because she gets all of those mean words spoken to her by her mom. And then she goes and regurgitates it out to other people. And that's part of the reason why I think she's so bitter towards Chantal and so mean. And so like mean girl, her and Karima just mean girling it out to, to other women. It's because she gets that from her mom. 
Yeah, C. Cruz. It's sad to see how hard she's trying to make her mom proud. Yeah, it's really sad. It really is sad. So anyways, she's meeting up with Alejandro. And one of the things that Alejandro wants to do is, you know, claim his woman and be with the love of his life. And part of the issue was the divorce, right? She didn't believe that he was really, truly still divorced. And so he brought his divorce papers and because she's been questioning this and he's like, you know what? I'm just going to prove it to her because if I can prove it to her, then we can move on from this. And she can see that I haven't been lying that I've been divorced for a long time. And for her, it was important to her that she knew that Alejandro was actually married because, you know, she almost had his baby and she didn't want to be like everyone, every other woman in her family, the mistress that has a baby with a married man. Right. So she sees that he is indeed divorced and has been divorced for some time now. And she's happy that that's true. And he's like, you know, what do you want to do next? And she wants to go and show her mom that her mom was wrong. So Lydia, you're wrong. You said he was married and he's not married. He's divorced. You said you didn't think he would ever be divorced. And he's like, you know, I don't need the validation from your mom. I just wanted to prove my love and honesty with you and showing you that I'm trying to change and be the man that you need to me to be. And she's like, well, I need my, the validation from my mom. And if you want to be with me, you have to care about that too. And I just thought that was so sad because guess what? She doesn't get the validation that she needs from her mom because her mom's not going to change who she is. Alejandro was like, you know, I don't know why Lydia hates me so much, but all I know is Lydia is a lunatic and a crazy woman. And something about Alejandro rubs Lydia the wrong way. And my personal opinion about that is I think that he triggers her ex. Chantel, no, excuse me, Pedro and Nicole's dad, right? Because she was never married to him. She was the mistress. She was the side chick, right? And then he had a whole family that he was married to. And maybe I think that either the looks or his mentality or the way he speaks or the way he carries himself reminds her of him and that triggers her. Because yes! Memories of her ex. Yes, Raydell. Because there's no reason for her to have such hostility toward this man. He hasn't done anything. She hasn't even given him a chance to, to say, hey, this is who I am and this is what I'm about. She sees him and she goes off. She, like, peeps him on the side and she goes off. So, yes, memories of her ex, 100%. It's triggering to her. Um, <clears throat> so one of the things that both Alejandro and Nicole said is even in the sad situation, the loss of their baby is brought them closer together. And Nicole says, you know, she realized how big of a heart Alejandro has um, because he was there for her when no one else was, right? And you guys remember that she didn't tell anyone, not her friends. Um, <laughs> Vanessa said maybe her ex bathed in cologne too. It's hilarious. Um, she didn't tell anyone. She didn't tell her mom. She didn't tell Pedro. She didn't tell her best friend Karima. Um, anything about the baby. So really, it was only her and Alejandro. So that brought them together. So 
they're off to see Mama Lydia. Raydella said he got off on the wrong foot with that cheap perfume and slop meat purse on his first visit. He should have come with the Chanel glasses like uh, Chantal did and maybe like a Louis Vuitton purse and all of a sudden they would be besties. Um, so <laughs> that's funny. Meeting with Lydia, Chantel felt like, you know what? It was not helpful at all. They didn't learn anything. They didn't come across with any resolutions. So she's finally willing to call her mom, Mama Karen, and come clean, right? Because now she feels like her back is against the wall. She doesn't know what else to do. And so she wants to let her family in to support her and be there for her. And she tells Mama Karen, you know, I lied to you. I'm not in Arizona. I'm in the Dominican Republic. I came here to, you know, make amends with Mama Lydia uh, because Pedro's always complaining that I make no effort towards his family and he's made an effort towards my family or our family. So I was trying to do this to show him that I'll do whatever it takes to save our marriage. And Mama Karen was like, wait, what? You lied to me? You did what? And why would you even bother going to talk to her? She probably has another trick up her sleeve. And you know how Mama Karen is. And Chantel's like, no, no. The sh the conversation went better than I thought it would. Um, but, you know, Pedro got mad that I was talking to his mom. And so he flew over and now he's here too. And Mama Karen says, well, you know, it strikes me as odd that your mother-in-law is the one that you turn to because she's the one who's not married. So how can she give you marriage advice? And I was like, you know, normally I would agree with Mama, Mama Karen, but Mama Lydia did a good job. Like, even though she's only ever been the side chick and she's never been married, she was able to turn her attorney hat on and just be impartial and give wise advice. I was shocked. And I'm sure Mama Karen, if she was there, Mama Karen would have been shocked too. So normally I'd be like, oh yeah, that's true. You know, she doesn't have that experience under her belt. And Mama Karen and um, Papa Thomas have been married for 37 years. So you would think that they would be able to give marriage advice. But I have to tell you, Mama Lydia surprised me in this situation. She gave sound advice. <clears throat> so... Yeah, Stevie. Hey, Stevie. Stevie is like, yeah, Lydia made the most sense. It facts. I can't even dispute that. She was making sense. She was making all the sense. So anyways, Mama Karen was a bit mad, right? So she's mad that Chantel, her daughter's confiding in her words, the woman that threw water at her own very sister and who threw a glass at Mama says, knock you out. Oh, I love the Karenisms. I love Mama Karen. I don't care what anyone says. She's my favorite. Her Karenisms crack me up. How are you, dare you throw glass at Mama says knock you out. Oh, so 
Chantel goes on to say, you know, Pedro's been really mean to me lately. He cusses me out. He's asked for a separation. Um, and then Mama Karen's like, well, is he back on the scamming tip? Because that's what I said season one. Do you guys all remember that? Season one? And not even just season one, but back when they were on 90 Day Fiance, Mama Karen was convinced that this was all a scam. And if you remember, she said that Mama Lydia had that website for American women to fall for Pedro so that Pedro can come to America, right? So now fast forward, what, six years, seven years. She's like, you know, is he back on that scamming tip? And then we learned last week, or at least I learned last week for the first time about the swanky panky men, right? And she explained that whole situation where, you know, men from the Dominican Republic, they have their spouses, they come over to America, they act right in, in their marriage for a certain amount of time, and then they start being mean um, to their spouses in hopes that their spouses will pick them out. And she's like, so is that what Pedro's doing? Is he being swanky panky? And, you know, by... By the looks of it, you guys, it kind of seems that way because I'm still trying, and you guys in the live chat, if you're watching the replay, what do you think the real issue is? Because people are saying, oh, well, you know, it's the way the family Chantel treated him in the beginning. Well, he would have been gone a long time ago. This is seven years in. And the only thing he's complaining about, he's like, oh, I don't feel supported. Well, how do you not feel supported? And how is it that you don't want to go to counseling to figure out what your real issues are, even though you say that you're not the best communicator. So why not have a third party help you fix that? All you keep talking about is cleaning the house, cleaning the house, cleaning the house. So it can't be that. There's got to be deeper seated issues that you're having, but you don't want to tell anyone what they are. You just want to bounce. You just want to separate. <clears throat> so to me, if you don't want to talk about what the real issue is, then that tells me that you already have one foot out the door. So we go to Winter, and Winter's been dating up a storm. Winter is in her single and ready-to-mingle lifestyle, and so she's been dating a lot, and the one thing she is saying is like, will I ever find my person, right? Because she does want to be in love again. So she has a date with Philip um, and she let him pick the date to see like what he was about. And he picked the Nitro Zone, which is like an arcade place. It looked fun, right? So she's like, oh, this is cool. He seems like he's going to be a fun person. The only thing is he has three kids, y'all. That's not necessarily what she's looking for. And, you know, she was in that seven-year relationship where that her ex had kids and she became too attached to the kids. And remember, he had two kids, but he only told her about one. And then she found out about the second one. So she's really not trying to get in that situation again. But something about Philip, she really, really likes. So they go to this Nitro Zone. They go go-karting. And, you guys, it was such a telling moment, you know, when... Because, you know, as we know, Winters is going through a transformation and finding who, who she is and loving who she is and feeling comfortable in her own skin. But she did say in this episode how when she looked at the go-kart, old winter snuck into her mind and she was worried about fitting in the cart. And that just broke my heart, you guys, because some of the things that we just don't think about, or maybe you do think about, but 
we all have our own insecurities. And I think that even when we better ourselves and, and, and work on ourselves and work on insecurities, sometimes those insecurities can come back, you know, and we always have to like remind ourselves that it's okay. Do you know what I mean? Like you're okay. You're strong and beautiful, just how you are. And all of the pressures, and especially for women, the outside pressures of society that it's okay. It's okay to not to have to live up to every crazy standard that's out there. Um, because you're just beautiful as you are, you're beautifully made and whatever you want to do to better yourself, better yourself, but know that still you're beautifully made. And so I just thought that that was a really special moment for her to share with the world um, because it was just so open and honest and vulnerable. And I know that, you know, it's all relatable because we all have our own private insecurities. Anyways, that being said, Philip is looking for someone who's confident in herself and he can connect with, and he's seeing a lot of that in winter. Um, and, you know, besides having three kids, he owns a construction company. And we find out in this episode, I knew she, I knew that Winter worked for uh, an optometrist, but I didn't know she was the nurse for an autop- optometrist. So just like her sister, she's a nurse too, but for the eyes. And I just like, think, you know, that's fabulous. Like, get on, get on, Winter. Get on, Winter. Look at her with her little bad stuff. Go ahead. Um, so they have a fun date. They go on the bouncies, have fun with that. She doesn't really ask him too much about the kids because she wants to keep it light and easy for the first date. Um, and she doesn't know if she's going to pursue it, but something about Philip she really likes. And so, you know, you can't deny a connection. A connection is a connection. So whether he has three kids or no kids, I mean, if there's a connection there, you have to pursue it because what if that's your person? And the reason why you're not going to be with that person is because they have kids. You know, you might miss out. So we're back in the Dominican Republic and listen, y'all. Nicole and Alejandro reach the house. And Nicole even says this is a heroic act because Mama Lydia is a fierce woman. And when I say the old Mama Lydia, like not the Lydia that we just saw be the mediator, but the old Mama Lydia that we know and have come to know was back. She was back, y'all. And she was back with a vengeance. She's like, what are you doing with this guy here? And what did I tell you about him? You have the nerve to bring this fool up in here, up in here. That man brings the biggest drama. He can't talk. You don't, you're not allowed to have social media. You're not allowed to have any friends. You can't talk to anyone. Do you think he's the last fool on earth? Do you think he's the last fool on earth? There are plenty of fools out there. Why are you bringing this fool into my house? You have the nerve to walk into my house? She went off, y'all. She went off. And Alejandro's like, you know what? I don't need this shit. And he just turned around. He didn't say a word. He just looked at her, smiled, turned around and walked out. And he's like, you know, I don't care what Lydia says. Um, I just don't care. I don't care what she says because she's crazy. And Lydia says, I don't care whether he's single or married once Nicole shows, hey, mom, look, you were wrong. He actually did get divorced. She's like, I don't care if he's single or married. 
I told you no, she says. And she says, a bad man will always be a bad man. And I was like, again, this goes back to the fact that I think something about Alejandra triggers her, right? Because where where is impartial Lydia here? Where's I want whatever's best for my daughter. If she's happy, then I'm going to be happy for her. That might not be who I choose, but if he makes you happy and he's good to you, then I'm going to support you because I love you. But she's like, I told you no. Really? How old is Nicole? That she has to listen to you and, and only date who you say she can date. And then the whole sad part came in. She's like, you know, Nicole's like, I always try to please you. And Lydia's like, well, please yourself then. And Nicole's like, well, why and how can you treat me? How can I please myself? Because you're going to just treat me bad later. And she's like, how do I treat you bad? And she's like, well, you know, all I'm looking for is unconditional love from you. Regardless of the decisions I make, I'm just looking for unconditional love from you. How sad is that, you guys? How sad is that? She literally said to her mom, I get it. You may not agree with all the decisions I make, but you're mean to me when you don't like my decisions and you call me names and you say mean things to me. And again, I'm still stuck on the part where she literally said to her own daughter that she wasn't worth half a penny. So all of those things stick, right? That's your child. Your child is going to look at you as their mentor. They're going to look at you for love and support. They're going to look at you, like Nicole said, for unconditional love. And it seems to me that Lydia only has conditions on the, her love for Nicole. And Nicole is like scurrying around just to do everything to please and honor her mom. And it doesn't ever seem to be good enough. And when she literally sat down, looked her mom in the face and said, I'm just looking for unconditional love, regardless of my decisions. And Lydia didn't respond to that. I thought that was just sad. <sighs> just thought it was very sad. Um, so that didn't go well. Nicole leaves and goes back downstairs and Alejandro's in the van waiting for her. And, you know, he's like, how did it go? And she's like, well, it didn't go well at all. And Alejandro's like, you know, your mom is controlling manipulator. She treats you like a child. She treats you and Pedro like you guys are still children. And she doesn't want you to grow up and make your own decisions. And she's like, well, you know, that's still my mom. And, you know, that's still my mom. And so I'm going to have to think about this because that's my mom. Meanwhile, uh, Pedro and Chantel are getting ready to go back to the U.S. and they're flying on the same flight together. So uh, they're packing up their bags. Pedro definitely wants a separation, he says. And he feels like the distance between them can help their situation more. Um, and he talks about how before, when they first met, he was so attracted to her. And maybe that's all they had. Because now he's saying, like, eh, it doesn't matter if she's beautiful or not. That's not enough for him. And he just wants to be apart. He wants some distance. He wants the separation. And then Chantal's like, well, you know, I think Pedro forgets all that we've been through. 
and all that I've done for him. And he, he continues to say that I haven't supported him, but, you know, I brought him over. I worked all these jobs, got the K-1, paid for the K-1 visa, brought him over here. Before he even got here, I would take my nickels and dimes and go and visit him in the Dominican Republic all the time. And even when they got engaged, you know, he wasn't legal, so he didn't have credit. So they put the ring in her name. And, you know, when he couldn't work, she supported him. And then when he got his little warehouse job, you know, she was still like grinding and he was grinding as well. But then she got her degree and then it was his turn to get, do what he wanted to do. And he became a real estate agent. So I just, she's like, I think he forgets all that we've been through together. And I think he forgets, like he says, that we didn't support that I didn't support him, but look at all that I've supported him in. And he's also supported her as well. They've been through some shit. So I don't know what his problem is, you guys. I really just don't get it. Um, but she does say, you know, the more independent that he's gotten, the more distant he's become. And, you know, that is the swanky panky of it all, right? You get your permanent green card. You have your career. Now you made some friends. You're getting a little bit of pocket change. And all of a sudden, Chantel's not good enough for you. And all of a sudden, she doesn't support you. She doesn't clean. She doesn't cook. And you want a separation. You want to be away from her. So, I mean, if it walks like a duck and talks like a duck, I don't know. I tell you, you guys. I tell you, it's very sad and it's hard to watch. It's hard to watch. It's hard to watch these two go through this. I've always been rooting for them. I just think that he's checked out and I think it's unfortunate. That's it. Anyways, you guys, thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you guys all in the live chat. We've got a lot of good people in here. Uh, don't forget to like and subscribe and I will see you guys all tomorrow for Seeking Sister Wife. And you guys, Seeking Sister Wife, I'm going to be coming in hot. I'm going to be coming in hot for the Davises and I'm going to be coming in hot for Garrett. That's all. And that's all. Anyways, you guys, have a great night. I'll see you tomorrow. Bye for now.